0: Okay. You just listen, if you want. Um, I'm just wondering. Do you think that uh, Jacobs is kind of coming up with some kind of uh, fleece here? In verse twenty, then uh took a vow, saying, "If God will be with me, will guard me on this way that I'm going, will give me bread to eat and clothes to wear, and I return in peace to my father's house, and Adonai will be a god to me, then." This stone which I set up as a pillar shall become a house of God, and whatever you will give me I shall repeatedly tithe to you. I just have always thought that, that was sort of a weird mm-hmm. vow that he's made. What do you think? That's a big I, if. It's a big if. if. If God will do all these things, then we're good, God. I I just didn't expect that. I do that.
1: think sounds a little. The, what you just said, the police, it was giddy. it was a giddy. It was giddy.
0: yeah.
1: But do you know what that reminded me of? How I was telling you earlier about how one of the things I hoped counted right. was that m- first time when I turned, it's like a visual, I turned hmm. and yeah. faced God, said, okay, right. if, that is basically what I did. And I always wonder about that, or wondered back yeah. in the day, like, was, am I... Throwing out cool. this, like, well,
2: if you're really, yeah, the other thing, so, then maybe so I'll. So, you think believe that's
0: really it. what it is? You think that's the way know. it was? Is you know, question. God, I'm not sure, but if you are, mm-hmm. then you got me, then, hey, and no, I'll tie repeatedly in some way. You think
3: it was that one? What, do you, what do you
0: think? What do you think, there, hairy face?
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's, I I think, the 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 the, the van. In this is is actually kind of interesting, because the Lord shall be my God. Like I think you can almost skip over that and think maybe more like, you be with me. Almost like the way that like I had read it was, um, if you don't let me die, basically because of all this craziness, right. then I'm going to make sure to set up like a pillar which will then someday be right. your house. Like
0: so, this would be more. I know you're God. I know you can do this. It's not an if if you're really there kind of thing, but more I'm confident you can protect me, feed me, give me the necessary things of life and if you would just do that I would be grateful. Is that where you're coming from? Yeah, Yeah. kind of like that. That seems to be more consistent with his character, right? Right. So I think you actually have to back up verses
2: Um, because if you you start in verse 11 and you arrive at the place and you lodge there for the sun had set And he took some of the stones, plural, of that place and put them, uh, he he put them at his head and he lay down in that place and he dreamed. Right. And then he has the dream of the ladder and the angels.
0: Right, right. Which, by the way, the master refers to. He does. Later on when he's meeting uh, Nathaniel. So, we should be... Plugged into this pretty well here.
2: So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about that in just a second. Okay. So the in Genesis in the Midrashim, it says, "And the sun had set," because what's happening? He's leaving Canaan to go to Padan-Padanaram. Yeah. Right. So he's leaving the Holy Land. He's going into exile. Thus, the sun is setting. Yeah. Nice. No, Darkness okay. is yeah. coming, yeah. Yeah. which is likened to. The exile, sure. right? And so he takes some stones, plural, and he lays down, and he falls asleep, and he has a dream. So the midrash says he's dreaming; it's a vision, if you will, of the exile. So this is about the uh, it, one, on one level, this is about the Jewish people, okay? Because he is Israel, right? So he represents he Israel, sure. right? So. Uh, so therefore, he has this dream, and there's this ladder standing on the ground, it reaches to the heavens, and behold, the angels of God ascending and descending. What is your translation? Read your verse. Um, read your verse. What verse is this? 12. okay,
3: 12.
1: He dreamt that there before him was a ladder resting on the ground, with its top reaching to heaven, and the angel angels of Adonai were going
2: up and down on it. Okay. Uh, uh, so up and down on it. Does everybody's translation say up and down on it? Okay. So let's see what Yeshua says. Let's get Yeshua's interpretation of this verse from John chapter 1, verse 51. And he said to him, shortly I say to you hereafter you shall see heaven open and the angels of God
3: ascending and descending upon the son of
2: man so here it's translated in the english descending upon it yeshua says no they're going to descend ascend and descend upon him this is a perfectly good interpretation because in Hebrew, the word for it, the pronoun for it, can also be the pronoun for him. It's interchangeable. So a more literal translation would say ascend, ascending and descending on, on, the, on the ladder, on it, We're referring to the ladder. Yeshua is saying, no, 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 I am the ladder. Because the next verse, verse thirteen, verse and behold, Hashem is standing over, what does is, all's what is verse say? Him. him. Next, next to Him. and He the. Okay. So there's an interesting idea here. We know Yeshua said, no one comes to the Father mm-hmm. except by me. And so this place, which later Yaakov calls it Bethel, Because this was like, you know, this was kind of this place where heaven and earth meets. But Yeshua is saying the ladder that connects heaven and earth, that the angels descend uh, and and ascend on, and God is at the top of this ladder, you know, standing over. Yeshua says, "That's me." ascending and descending on me, the son of man. Which is to say, Yeshua is the latter. Mm-hmm. And, in the context of the verse, the angels, malachim, descending and ascending, is to say that they, that he come, he, that that they are, the we know angels only do what Hashem commands them to do, right? They don't just kind of wander around. It, thinking stuff. of nice things to do. Right. They, they have a mission in their set. That's why they're called a the malach, right? So when an angel asc- descends from heaven, it's because they have a certain task that they've been tasked with. And when that task is done, they ascend to heaven, right? We know that, we know that Yeshua commands... Angels, right? We, we see that from uh, some verses in the Psalms that are referring to the Messiah. Um, and then even in the Apostolic writings, there's a verse, I think also in John, or maybe it's in Corinthians, uh, talking about that he could command 12 he says right? He says it to, to Pilate. Right. Yes, there is. So the latter, according to Yeshua, is him. And you only ascend and descend He's the ladder. Mm-hmm. Mm. So now in the context of this concept of exile, right, so the sun is setting, Yaakov's fleeing the land on his way to, to ben Aram. So this is a picture of the Jewish people, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an allusion to the future exile of the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. But before he leaves, he has the string in this place. And, and when he sees, when in the dream, he's seeing that Hashem will them, right? And so I think now, verse 20, in the context of that, he's saying, and, and by the way, when he wakes up, this, before he went to bed, it says he took some stone in his pearl. Now all of a sudden, it says he took these stones. These stones. Ha, ha, out Right, and aven, uh, eben, is, uh, s- e- eben in Hebrew is Aleph-Beit-Nun-Sophit. Um, Aleph-Beit spells Av, Hebrew word for... Father. Beit-Nun spells right. Ben, son. So in the word stone, it actually is a, con- a conjunction, if you will, of father and son. That's cool. So, the stone that he's anointing here is referring to Messiah. Because Messiah will be the one who will bring him back in 20 years' time from exile, back to the land. And so will he also bring back the Jewish people in the future um, at the end of time. And he will provide for them in their exile. He will provide for them, etc. So there's a lot of neat, deep ideas that come out of the Midrashim Connected with the teachings and the saints of Messiah. So, so the, very good.
5: Mm-hmm. The, so the um, Jewish, Jewish sages Allowed. that have studied this, they, yeah. they think it's a messianic.
2: Oh, yeah, so yeah, absolutely. The Targum, in fact, Targum and Yonatan, actually specifically with this, with respect to this story, specifically says it's about Messiah.
3: Hmm.
0: How cool is that? Love. Yeah. So, Jacob... goes to sleep, and it's dark. Doesn't that have some kind of remez, or isn't that a hint to another story in his life? When it gets dark, he is alone, he's outdoors, and he goes to sleep. Wrestling with Wrestling the angel. Wrestling with or the angel,
3: yeah. or somebody. Or cool. Yeah, this could, <laughs> could all work. I like
2: that. Another midrash, different midrash in the Yelkut Shaloni. Oh. Picks up on the fact that he's sleeping, and of course sleep and Humbreit thinking is always associated with death. Yeah, yeah. So it's so uh, they they connect this story also with the idea of resurrection because he fell asleep at mm-hmm. night, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. in this dark time he falls asleep, but yet in that place he's ra- He's he's he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's raised, up. raised up. Nice, nice. You, Do you get, get your English? I wish. Yeah. No, this was an English commentary on the health uh, Yeah.
0: Uh, I wish I had translation. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping that uh, through your son-in-law, we're going to get some kind of remuneration here. <laughs> <though>. <laughs> Something. All right. So now we got we got the well thing. Did anybody see anything that you had just read, uh, like a week or two prior? Ladies or younger men
3: <laughs> watering the sheep?
0: Watering the sheep. Can you be just a little bit more specific?
5: Drawing water.
0: Drawing water. For the animals. For the animals. Who drew water for the animals this time?
5: Welcome.
0: Who drew water for the animals last time?
5: Rebecca.
0: Rebecca. Why was Rebecca drawing water for the animals?
5: did she anyone?
0: Why was she drawing water for Eliezer's animals? Because that
5: was
0: the test. Okay. And what was the situation? It was involving... Gifts. Yes. Gifts, yes,
5: come on. Why was Why was Eliezer
0: there? What's he looking for? Uh, what? Foot, what? Uh, Good. Right. Good. You, he almost got you. It's quick, it's quick. So yeah, so the way it started, in the last time, Eliezer shows up, he's looking for a bride for for his master Isaac, and the watering of the animals is a sign. Now we've got it just reversed. Now the guy shows up, he is looking for a bride, and he waters the animals. The
5: last time, it was the last.
0: Last time it was sister, now it's LaVon's daughter. Is that right? Mm-hmm. This is just, you know, like, like recycling. If we, It's a tired story, let's just do a it again. relationship,
5: okay. but first-cousin marriage is also legal.
0: Okay, good to know.
5: <laughs> Why? <Yeah. laughs>
0: Maybe you don't have a traffic cousin. <laughs> All right, yeah. so, Good
2: and stone. I and know man. <laughs> yeah, do it, do it. Go for it. <laughs> and then, no, and the stone is out the well. What's
3: that? The stone is yeah. on the well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: This is
0: like a double you. <laughs> because it says,
2: it says that they would wait for all the sheep to be gathered. Oh, it says there's three flocks there. I have no idea what that refers to. But uh, but it, it said they would wait till all the sheep were gathered because they needed all the shepherds lift the stone off the wall right. yeah. so that they could then you know um, uh, provide the water to the livestock. And then all of a sudden Yaakov comes walking up
0: and it moves the stone by
2: and just picks out the stone and moves it like it ain't no thing. Yeah. Uh, now was that just a was that just like a sudden a surge of testosterone to try to impress the young people. Well, this, was, this
0: is coming on the heels of all of us saying that Jacob was the mama's boy indoors, didn't have a tan, right? He's, he'd rather cook some stew than go out and actually hunt for the game and so forth. He's He's, I think, we all saw in the last two weeks, is pictured more as the wimpy one needs the sheep to get the hairy hands thing. And his brother is seemingly tall and wide and hairy and great with the bow and all of that. So this is all the more. Yes. So
2: uh, so where does the, where is this well, by the way? Is this where are we? Physically?
3: Uh,
2: but I'm wrong. So this is sure. outside, outside the, the land. land. Okay? Exactly. We are in exile. And he walks up, he moves, picks up the stone, like it's no big deal, and sets it, sets, sets it aside. And the Midrash says that the water started bubbling up out of the well, actually over, over,
0: overflowing over the, the well, thing?
2: and it was like that for 20 years. For the 20 years that he was in Padanaram the water gushed out of the well for 20 years. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and didn't stop until he went back into the land uh, at the end of the twenty years.
0: Sounds like Miriam. So,
2: so we have again um, another beautiful allusion to Messiah here because um, Yaakov, Israel, in one sense, can also be likened to the to Messiah because. Messiah is the quintessential Israel. Israelite, yeah. right? He is. He represents the people of Israel, um, of which all of them descend from Jacob. So, Jacob <clears throat> moves the stone, and the water comes out of the well, right? Well, Messiah. We we know in the in the in the account, right, how many Roman soldiers did it take to roll the stone over the tomb? Mm. Weren't the women concerned Sunday morning that they weren't
0: yeah, we're going to be able to weren't move. The be able to move
2: the stone to get it there to finish anointing his body? The quintessential Israelite moved the stone himself, no problem. You with me? So <clears throat> and what's the result of that? Well, we know from other passages Yeshua himself said, "I am the well of living water. Mm. Mm. Anyone who is thirsty come to me, right? The fact that the stone rolled away the, fact the stone is off the tomb, right? is the reason we have access to the well today. Right. And so, in the context of exile, it's also a promise that while you're in exile, God will sustain you mm-hmm. with whatever it is that you need. Back to the same
0: promise you just went through.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but But it's a picture of it's another picture, it's another allusion to the Messiah. Because Messiah rolls his own stone away that nobody else could do but you know, it took multiple people to do it. He rolled it away and he is the source of the living water for the rest
0: of nice. that, those who receive it. Nice. It actually, I think in one of the Gospels, uh, implies that it looked like the stone had been tossed
3: aside. Yeah.
0: like No big deal. Yeah. Nice. Nice. You're going for the trifecta here, bud. All right, let's see. Well, this one says, they roll
1: the right nail thing out, and that's when we
0: water the sheep. Yeah, it's like they all got to be there. He, he, He comes off as being pretty... New Yorkie, I think. <laughs> this isn't right. It's, just, it's not it's the right time play. to be watering the flock. You know? Totally. The one says, yeah,
5: so step forward and we'll block up the
2: mountain and we effortlessly. well." effortlessly
5: showing his great strength.
2: There's also an interesting, again, on this theme of exile, because he picks up the stone, right, water comes gushing out, and then what does he do? He kisses Rachel mm-hmm. and starts to cry. Right? It's also uh, but but what's in the romance here? Who's supposed to be crying, or who cries?
0: Rachel cries.
2: Rachel cries over her children. Over her children, why?
0: Because they're, they're all not dead. there. Right. They're in exile. Right. Oh, they're all they're not there. They're in exile. Okay, cool. So she's weeping for her children, yeah. right?
2: And we actually have Yeshua, uh What is it Yeshua? Uh, he weeps over Jerusalem. Well, he weeps over, Jer- over Jerusalem. There's a reference in the Apostolic scriptures it may not be in the gospels, but it's one of Paul's writings. That with respect to the fact that Herod sends out the edict to kill all the young children right. in And they reference that they reference that? They reference that because Rachel's tomb is in Bethlehem, right. just outside Bethlehem, right? Mm-hmm. And it says that Rachel so so the prophecy could be fulfilled that Rachel was weeping for children. Which children children in, in Bethlehem that are about to be Destroyed by Herod, right,
3: right.
2: as he's trying to kill the Messiah. Right, right? Um, But you, but so in the context of this exile idea, uh, where the people of God are under the oppression of some foreign power, Rachel is the one who's prophesied to be weeping. But here, he kisses Rachel, and then he weeps. Um, so the mid, the midrash, the midrash picks up on the fact that. Yeah, so cool. the thing, things flipped. All right. So what about,
5: what about this is a pious man and but his introduction to this woman is he kisses her. Like I just think that seems a little odd. Like forward. Mm. Well, are no, you're no, are he, you assuming
0: it's the kind of kiss that I would give your mother or the kind of kiss I would give you? It doesn't matter what
5: kind, but isn't it true that in Judaism today, Orthodox men don't touch other women? It is true. Right. It is true. And isn't it true that in Orthodox families, we were just talking about, like even um, father and
0: daughters. Yeah. But that's in an Orthodox family. Think about it in another context of more of a European thing. Or what what just happened at the wedding, you know, where, you know, Kiss on the cheeks, kind of. Thing.
5: Right. Yeah. Was that happening at the wedding with the men and women?
0: So Not with the and men, men. I didn't say with the men and
5: women. I mean, Men and men and women and women. Right. Know, just That's like Orthodox again. I'm talking you know.
0: about European greetings.
5: It seems like a European people. greeting. And so, yeah. It's just. It's just funny to me that one of the patriarchs would seem like a European giving casual greetings. Like, how do?
1: How? I think be it's Orthodox cannot. Well, I think.
5: I think. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. So your observation is a, is a good one
2: which is why we're taking note. Because what, it's what your dad teaches all the time, right? The scripture is always pointing out the, the oddball stuff. Oddities and exceptions to right. what we would normally expect. Yeah. So the fact that he just walks up to her, so again, the Midrash gives light on this because it says, he, the Midrash says he was he, that through the Holy Spirit, is what the Midrash says, he perceived that she was supposed to be his
5: wife.
2: So that, yes, he walks up and kisses her, which for normal social interaction probably was a little, you know, Mm -hmm. uncustomary, right? Right. Right. But it's a god thing that's happening here, right? So it's, it's, it was, you know, and and that's probably why it's recorded.
0: Sure. It's Which is why we asked the question. So we shouldn't exactly. take
2: it as a practice. We
5: should take it as it was an odd exception.
0: It would be a problem to take anything. She isn't taken as a practice. Anything here should that. not be taken as a practice. Otherwise, every, every time you came up to a well, you can throw the stone off. And this is more <laughs> historical than halakhic right? Okay. That's good. That's a great question. So this is this not the second of Levon's family that was distractingly attractive? Well, Rebecca uh, was right supposedly attractive yeah I mean he's so concerned about his his wife's beauty that he's willing to say that she's his sister well so, well, so Levon is the son of nah oh, two. no yeah, it's, uh,
2: it's the other guy that's well but
5: somehow
2: so somehow these are all connected to Abraham too
3: right? oh yeah oh, so
2: yeah. Sarah was
0: knocked down yeah Knocked down gorgeous, yeah. Right. Rebecca apparently followed suit and now brought Yeah, re- re- right. Beautiful of form and beautiful of appearance is what mine said. And they contrast that with Leah's eyes being tender. I have always found that to be odd. Huh? I'm, you know what I'm I, you, you guys,
2: I am. I strongly encourage you guys, you've got to read the Midrashim because the Midrashim. Make all of these little things understandable. Right? Why is Leia? Uh, why has she been weeping? Why are her Why are her eyes tender? Tender. She's been crying. Why does Hazal say she's been crying? I know because she thought she was going to have to marry Esau. Why would that be
5: the case? Uh, because they're cousins.
0: Oh, eldest and eldest. Yeah.
5: Exactly.
0: He's the firstborn son. She's the firstborn daughter. I'd be crying too.
2: He's. Sh- <laughs> so think about this. Esau. So Esau. Supposed to be Esau's wife. And Esau is supposed to have the blessing. And Messiah, therefore, is supposed to come through Esau and Leah. Hmm. Okay. But because Asab was, you know, was a wicked person, she's been
0: weeping because she's thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm stuck with I'm this, I'm
2: stuck guy. with this, this, this guy, who's, this hairy bad guy, right? You know, he's uh, got hair on his back. Totally, you know. So she's she's been distraught, according to the according to Midrash, about the fact that she might have to, you know. And all, and so when they hear that, when they hear that the son of Isaac is coming,
0: yeah, the son of Isaac is coming. Thinking,
2: oh my gosh.
0: Almost. Uh, but it's
2: not Esau, it's Yaakov, right? Uh, and that is one of the reasons why Yaakov has to marry Leah, because what you have here is you have two daughters. Um, Two righteous daughters. One was supposed to be for
3: Esau, and one was supposed to be for Yaakov. But because Esau kind of gave up his right, his
2: birthright, and his position as firstborn, and and and, and the blessing went to Yaakov. Yaakov has to marry both of them, and then we have the story that ensues about because they're both barren initially right Um, but because Yaakov favors Rachel who was supposed to be his wife from the beginning but because Isab bows out Yaakov has to marry Leah why because uh, because Messiah has to come through Leah and if is not there and he's not worthy because he's unrighteous, Yaakov is the righteous one. So Yaakov has to, God has to create a situation where the righteous one marries Leah to, so that Messiah comes through Leah. Why? Because who was her son? Judah, right? But Rachel um, is the one who was always intended for him and he has a, he, he favors her. And so what you have is you end up having this competition between the, the daughters for the affection of Yaakov. But the way Hazal talked about this is it's actually a battle, there's actually a spiritual battle ensuing between who would bring forth Messiah. So the way Hazal resolved this is they say they both bring forth Messiah. Leah brings forth Messiah ben David, who is through the line of Judah, and Rahel brings forth Messiah ben Yosef through Joseph. They both are progenitors of Mashiach. And what you see with you know the whole kind of back and forth um, between the sisters is actually a spiritual struggle for them. The point turns it's a spiritual struggle for them to see who would bring forth Messiah, but Hashem uses them to, both of them, to bring Messiah, as it were.
3: Yeah.
2: So it's a neat, it's kind of a neat, it's a neat idea. But, so even though Jacob gets tricked, as it were, into marrying Leah, which was kind of payback to the fact that he tricked. Mm-hmm. Isaac, his father, and tricked his Um Nevertheless, it had to be that way because Leah is the firstborn daughter, and Leah has to bring forth righteous seed in order for the Messiah to come through her. Mm-hmm. So it's all, you know, it's all obviously a master plan. It all worked out. It's, always, <laughs> it's all good. It's always a master plan. It's why you have. Why is it that Messiah comes from an unholy union of Lot and his
3: daughter?
2: On one hand, and on the other hand, through an unholy union with Judah and Tamar. Right? But yet, these unholy unions, or these weird situations, are ultimately required in order to bring Messiah. Um, And so this is another one of the situations where it seems kind of weird that he's marrying sisters and prefers you know, one and whatever, but it had to be that way in order to bring inside. But I always want to ask why.
1: Why? You know, wh- wh- why? Why did that have to happen? You know, was it just like no? The qu- my question makes it sound as if, if God is not in control and doesn't know what's going on. Sorry, I'm kind of babbling, um, I, do, I don't understand like, why did it, you know, that would be my question. Why did that have to happen that way? Really, like, then I don't understand, like, the reasoning for all of that kind of thing to have to happen. Not necessarily specifically what you just said about Leah, but, you know, but that's because I always ask the why questions and drives everybody nuts. No, why questions are good. Don't have the answers. Right, yet. you know, most of the time yeah. I think I I mean, I don't know. just was thinking about just the bringing together of all these things. Having that, you know, all of these, actually, like almost a reverse exponential. All of these things coming together to make perfection or something. So, well, like, a,
2: well, well, what you see yeah. is, it's you always see or a redemption of what went wrong, right? Yeah, so, so there's that. Ruth descends from this unholy union of Lot and his daughter. Boaz descends from this unholy union of Judah tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's made right. It's redeemed yeah. in Ruth and Boaz. Right. right? So um, you, all, you constantly see why is it that why is it that the, the ones who bring forth righteous seed are always barren? Why is it that Sarah was barren? Yeah. Why is it that Rebecca was barren? Why is it that Rachel was barren? Because Messiah only comes into the world through a lot of toil- a lot of toil- tribulation, a, a lot of toil, a lot of tribulation, a lot of prayer, a lot of faith, a lot of waiting. That's what brings.
0: Um, Messiah and, and, and just the opposite. It's what pushes the demonic forces out. This explains what he said when he came down off the Mount of Transfiguration and the guy's son and says, hey, your, your disciples couldn't deal with this kid. You know, what's the deal? And okay. they pull him aside after he gets the demon out. Doesn't come by. You know, a whole lot of prayer. A whole lot of fasting. Good, good, good. Alright, so we just had a a man with a Jewish name dropped off a pistol to have it uh, worked on. And uh, he was shocked that squitterini is Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> we had a little chat about that. All right. I'm sure you invited him to join us. Can
1: I go mm-hmm. back to
3: chapter
0: 29, verse Absolutely. If you want to. 29, verse 13?
5: I well, like why, what it says about why the Lord made to three. It says, then when Avon, who was the sister's son, he went. He ran towards him thinking that he would be leaving with money and make it uneasy. When well, he saw no money, he embraced him if he was in his pockets, and he kissed him. This is cool, so he didn't So he went through the full inspection of Yes, that's right,
0: trying to find out if he's got money on it. <laughs> How long ago was that? That was for his sister. And now it's for his daughter. A while ago, I think. Okay, we got all the kids. And um, if your Bible doesn't do a good job, you can see what all of these uh, tribes are named for, what their names really mean. I'm always surprised that Dan is so early on. I always think of him at the back. Because, you know, not a lot of times that's where he's at, uh, in the pecking order, and in the, when they go out to, to uh, move forward. But uh, So, uh, I think we did the Love Apples a couple of years ago. The, the, the children,
2: you know, of course names are all significant, right? Sure. How many children does
0: Leia have? Six. Nope. Three. Nope. Four. Nope. Four. <laughs> Four. I guess, uh, Leia. Leia. Seven oh, seven, because of that. Uh, oh, oh okay. the daughter, okay.
2: yeah. 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 Everybody else gets it. So funny. they have seven children. So seven... Nice to meet you. Right, so uh, <laughs> that should be the that should, that should cause of seven. Because seven is always about redemption. So, and what's interesting, if you put the names, if you kind of string the names of her seven children together, it kind of tells a nice little story of redemption. Son number one is Reuben. Son number two yeah. is Shimon Son number three is Levi Son number four is Yehuda. Number, number five is... Is Isakar? Is Isakar or is, No, Dan is not Leah Dan is... Dan is uh, yeah, Rich No, Dan is uh, one, of the, one of the... One of the mates... It's Bilhah yeah. for a Isakar is It's Gad Zebamun Is the sixth son of Leah, and then her last child is a daughter, Dina. Reh-ben, ben Behold a son, Shimon from Shema. Behold a son. If you listen to him, you will be joined, Levi. In praise, Yehudah, praise him, praise Yah. Esekar means uh, reward or or, or uh, recompense. We will be joined to Shem in praise, and he will he will reward. He will reward, and Zebulun dwell. I'm sorry, you will be rewarded and dwell in uh, deny is the feminine form of to judge or to rule. To judge or to rule. You will be rewarded and dwell with him, who the son, in judgment. Hmm. Okay, so basically that's kind of what the, you know, behold the son, the son who? Messiah, hmm. if we listen to him, you shall listen. listen to him or I will exact it from you, Deuteronomy 18. Mm-hmm. Maybe to draw near or to join, he'll draw you close to Hashem in praise and he will bring your reward. right? He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He will come and bring recompense to the, to the saints, right? And you will dwell, so shall we ever dwell with him and what we will rule and reign with him, deny. So the seven children of Leah, when you kind of lay out the meanings of the names, it kind of tells a picture or a story of redemption through Messiah, which is kind of cool. Yeah, it is.
0: Nice. What's really nice is that you can remember
1: that. You're <laughs> <laughs> right. It, Yeah, I'm. I'm just wondering
0: if when he's my age, he can do that. Right. I'll stick around to find. Right.
1: Not
4: that much older. Ah. God bless you. All right. It is pretty cool that, like, they, um, they all sort of are. They recognize themselves as brothers. Because you might. I mean, because of how much competition is going on between the moms, you know, I mean, it's just like one thing after another, like Leah keeps thinking that more kids are going to make Jacob love her more and then, like, Rachel gets really mad and Jacob gets really mad at her and then they're given maids left and right and it's just this whole thing, but it, like, it, you always, I don't know, you don't picture that the, the brothers are, are fairly close around this time it's just later when we see, like, the story of Joseph, that right. there starts that same tension, that same issue from the parents starts actually coming down with the kids and they start not liking each other and, and all that.
5: It only you know, started when Isaac was born, because that one at that time was we Rachel's only child so that was when it all started but everybody else was fine. Yeah. Jealousy thing.
4: Yeah. But even with that story, some of them were thinking one thing; others were saying, "No, we shouldn't kill him." And there, there was a not not necessarily as much agreement.
2: <coughs> yeah, the the the, 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 names the names of the other children, of course, were also significant. But um, uh, the name of um,
0: Asher is, where is that? 12, 13. 29, 13? Uh, it is 30, it's like 30, 12, 12 and 13.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Asher. Happy? Yeah, okay, and Leah said, in my good fortune, for women will consider me fortunate. She named him Asher. Um, so Asher, right, Asher, blessed, happy. Asher, same, same root there. So, there should be a remiss for us there back to another woman who says, who's called fortunate or blessed because she had a son. The apostolic scriptures. Miriam. Very, very similar Hmm. very similar quote is made of Miriam when it's announced that she's going to give birth to uh to Michelle.
0: Nice.
1: Uh, Sidebar. This book says um, Dina Controversy Over Life as like the definition probably of her name. Where it, like it says or happy and it's got like Yahoo the praise. Yeah, good fortune.
0: Yeah, it doesn't describe it in the scriptures. No, it's a, it's a you
1: know.
0: But, yeah, you know, just afterwards she bore a daughter and she named her name Dina. Period. Right.
1: There's no... But this one does have what. a little, it's a, you know, bracketed ad- addition. And it says what? Controversy over rights. Because I knew you said it was judging, maybe, or something? Well, it means judging. He, Dan, Don, Don... Dean, those are both words for,
2: for judgment, mm-hmm. um, and dina is the same root. It's just a feminine form. Mm-hmm. So the idea in the context of, the idea in the context of, um Leah seven children, right? Because we are we are called we the God's people are called are likened to what? To him. He is he's our husband and we are the
3: bride. So
2: so when when in Leah's seven children, the fact that Dinah is female at the end, yeah. in my opinion, is hinting to it's hinting to that the reason he uses the feminine there because it's hinting to who's going to rule and reign hmm. at the end of days with Messiah, his bride, right. feminine, yeah. right? Uh, so God is the bridegroom, always, yeah. right? So who's going to judge Israel? The twelve apostles, according to Yeshua, right? And John. What? What's that? And John. Yes. And, and so that is kind of a picture of Dinah, right? The bride, his bride, will judge, uh, will help him judge the nations. Which controversy overwrites right. that yeah, implies sure, right.
1: that right. you have to have
0: something, something yeah. to, to judge. Yep, exactly. <laughs> In uh, verse chapter thirty, verse fourteen. Three, or four, or five years ago, we were going over these do and uh, commentators suggest many possible translations of this word. Among them are jasmine, violets, mandrakes, and my favorite, a basket of figs, which would work for me. But I think uh, Mrs. Gordon's was the best. Hers had uh, love apples, love apples. So she
4: bought a night with her husband. Okay, moving right along. Yeah. You know, I I kind of. Uh, it's yeah. always tricky with the how many women are involved. You know, I mean, definitely the most out of out of some of the stories. Not as many as Solomon or someone like that, but just out of the the core group of guys. It's just like, wow, why is there so many wives and women and kids everywhere? But then, it's interesting that that story of like how it's like. And so-and-so got so-and-so, and this happened, and that happened, and this happened, and that happened. And, but then you also have, right after that, exactly how he increased his flocks as well. So you have how he increased his children and how he increased his flocks sort of right next to each other. And it just kind of hit me this year. It was like, okay, that actually makes a little bit more sense if he was starting his married life by saying, I need 12 kids. Because I, I know that 12 is important. So basically, like, how do we get there? Because, I mean, if he thought, I need a lot of flocks, I'm going to increase my flocks, he knew how to get there, yeah. you know, and he did it. So then it's kind of like, oh, okay. It makes a little bit more sense that he was, like, okay with the maids and all this, all this stuff well, going on that? to get more it was kids. It also that,
0: that culture, back then too. I mean, his, his parents did that. His grandparents.
4: Grandparents with the maid. That, but yeah, yeah. but not his parents. He just had a brother. That was it. Actually, she had twins.
3: Yeah. Hmm. Could I mean, be. It it makes, makes, it makes I don't, more I don't think it implies he, that
0: he was trying to get the girls to work some design to get the kids to
4: well, no, just saying, like, he, if he, if he knew a goal in his head, if yeah. he had this goal, right. or if he knew of like this number of like the twelve tribes of Israel, yeah. you know, then it would make more sense that he would be more okay with doing the whole maid thing. That's what I was saying. Because at first, it's like that's really weird. Like, what well, I didn't mean, say that's really, really weird. My yeah. first
0: thought was, it's exactly what his grandfather. Did. Yeah, it's the same thing. It was heard very well. A cultural deal. I didn't say it turned out. I'm just saying it wasn't a first. Uh, sure, it wasn't a first. All right. So, uh, do you remember uh, we mentioned February on the roof earlier tonight, today, this afternoon, uh, this morning? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so did you did you catch the other references to on the roof here with Perchik? How many of you have seen Fiddler on the room yeah. in the past year? Yeah, a while. Okay. Perchik, yeah. Perchik uh, actually gives uh, a little midrash on this whole deal about Levon and how long it takes, and having uh, Jacob work for him for seven years and then seven more years, and you know, changing his wages all this number of times. And Perchik mentions that this is the way. You know, bosses are, and you need to really get in the union and all that. Remember, yeah, he's nice teaching you know, that little you know, world thing. Yeah.
5: Know, <laughs> check the the
0: no, no. Perchik is the guy with the cool hat that was actually in uh, Starsky and mm-hmm. Hutch mm-hmm. later on. Starsky and Hutch? No? Yeah, he he, no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Really, he does really the car, but. Huh? Okay. No. Yeah, Starsky. Yeah, okay, never mind. No. Yeah, Perchik was, uh, was the one who. Teacher. A teacher. He was the teacher, married the second daughter, went off to Siberia, got put in jail at the train station. Okay.
5: I promise, Father, we get
0: married under a hoop Papa. Yeah. He was a comedy. <laughs> he was a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so. okay. Who Papa was?
1: No, no, no. The gratitude uh, oh. No wonder he was talking about unions. Yeah,
0: oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing. Okay, so I, I, t- I guess um, Gregory's going to give us a little dissertation here in verse 37 on this whole poplar and hazelnut and chestnut and with the rods. So pay attention now. Uh, dissertation. <laughs> oh, wow.
4: It's still, I I, I I still don't get it. Still, I mean, every time I've heard some explanations and stuff, but it's like, I don't see how that would affect the color of the animals that I mean, just, I, I
2: by the way, I actually saw um, a post on um, I think it was on uh, I think it was on LandofIsrael.com. I think it was something that Ari or Jeremy or somebody posted. Yeah. That speckled sheep and goats have recently come back to the land. Really? Like, mm-hmm. like, Yeah. The striped and speckled. Yeah. Blocks that, uh, have recently you know, started coming back to the land. Oh, wow.
4: Hmm. Yeah, help me remember, isn't it true that this wouldn't be fit for an offering? Well, because okay. of the spots and the speckles? No. The stripes? No, no, that's
0: not true. Okay. There couldn't be a blemish. Color okay. was not part of the blemish. Wasn't a part of it, okay. No. Yeah. You know, like, uh...
2: But I think there was, I think that's true, but I think there was a preference oh, sure. to have a white. A white one, yeah. You know, because of the whole symbolism of okay. yeah. the whites. Yeah, ideally, you would have a pure white Lamb or goat that you would take to the temple. Yeah. So there was a preference, even though I don't think. Whatever. Well,
4: yeah. There but must have a a been of
2: preference a because Laban was pretty happy when
4: he. Oh said yeah, he like liked the, the yeah, wages.
0: Oh yeah, I'll money. take the solid ones. You take the weird ones. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I think the scripture is clear how this works. The Scripture is clear that God <laughs> made this magic happen. Must be. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Only explanation. Yeah. And, and, yep. and this is the third time now, right? So Abraham seems to be a regular guy, and he he amasses an amazing amount of wealth. Has hundreds of disciples. Isaac, I you mean, know, we saw in the last couple of weeks here, just amasses an amazing amount of wealth. It's, it actually is asked to move away uh, by the king of the uh, area because it it's, can't sustain them both. And here, same thing, Jacob is is just amassing amazing amounts of wealth. Chapter 31 opens, he heard the words of the life and son saying, Jacob has taken all that belonged to our father, and from that which belonged to our father, he amassed all his wealth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
4: It's cool, to, uh, just as a reminder to us that Jacob still says, even despite all the wealth and everything, like... It was ba- basically saying, it was no help to Levon. He changed my wages ten times. Right. What I love about that is it's not as much of a complaint as it is like pointing to the fact that yeah, like fact. that doesn't matter. It didn't yeah. matter how many times he changed them. Hashem knew that uh, he, he, he was the one that blessed. Exactly he was the one that opened the, the floodgates. And so for us, always making sure that we recognize that wealth comes from Hashem Amen. as opposed to Amen. our
0: employers. That's right. That's right. So 31:3 is an easy verse to miss, and if you if you missed it, this is a first for this man, and puts him in a very very small minority of people that uh, of men that God spoke directly to. Did to his father? Did to his grandfather? And now, Hashem said to Yaakov, "Return to the land of your fathers, it's your native land." I will be with you, harking back to the very promise or vow he had made at the beginning. And if he is with me and provides for me, then I will continue to tithe to him. So, I guess the, uh, the big question of the day is what comes next. He's been there for 21 years now, I guess, right? Um, that's a... That's a career. That's a a long, long time. Um, And he gets a word from the Lord. Comes back in from the field and tells his two wives, we're moving to Canaan. I, quite frankly, am astonished. That they went with
3: it.
0: You don't read about a fight. You don't read about an argument. Um, they go with it. And uh, great picture of uh, family harmony and unity uh, and team making that makes uh, makes for a good and long lasting uh, multi generational family. What are your thoughts? Would you? Uh, would you want to fix a nice breakfast and have a little chat? Or would you just say okay and start packing in the bedsheet? Hmm. <laughs> we have a um, discussion right. about this. <laughs> I mean, I think it, wouldn't that be normal? Right? Let's. Yeah. You know, let's talk about this. You. We're. We're moving where? I mean, they're regular people.
4: It is pretty cool that he gives a really nice, soft, and understanding explanation of it, though. He doesn't say, "Pack up, we're leaving. He kind of says, here's the thing, your dad is not looking at me like he used to. I have all this stuff. Obviously, God's blessing me. So you know, wherever we go, he's going to continue to bless me. Uh, And then he says (laughs) that, which is interesting, he says that the angel of God spoke to him. Right. But like you just pointed out, it says here. I mean, it says then the Lord said to Jacob. So right. it's kind of interesting how he does that. But anyway, so I think yeah, that would both help. are true, are they not? Yeah, sure. Right. It could be.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, if if he saw something, then he would have seen a visible manifestation of the invisible God, and that's exactly how. John describes Yeshua. Right? That there is a a visible interaction, one that we can interact with that simply cannot do because he is transcendent. So the fact that Jacob sees him as a messenger from or of God I think is completely consistent with what it was. Could have been Yeshua. Right? Or could have just been a a messenger, but the word of God came to him. Yep.
2: Yep. Verse uh, nineteen. And Laban had gone to share his livestock, and Rachel stole the teraphim that belonged to her father. Right. So she takes these idols, which, as I'll say, was the reason why it was Rachel's children, namely Ephraim, mm-hmm. who ultimately leads, leads ultimately leads the nation to idolatry. Mm-hmm down the road. Because what happens to mm-hmm. the fathers, right. or in this case the mothers, portends to the children. Mm-hmm. So because she took the idols, it was like a prophecy that it was going to be her children that would fall
0: into. And, and take and hold of yeah. yeah, Nice. Good. Okay. So the, uh, the other thing that... Uh, that I I like, and this is where uh, Jacob catches up to him, right? And, um, I mean, Levan catches up to Jacob.
4: It's pretty cool that Hashem warns Levon before that. I mean, you, you know that's like where Hashem really has his hand on Jacob. You bet. I mean, he's coming after him. And,
0: and, and the same thing happened <laughs> to his grandfather and to his father, right? With his grandfather, Abraham, Oh, yeah, he, Pharaoh. God came to the to the king and said, You are a dead man. Yeah. Sit. Yeah. You're a dead man. And, you know, the king starts to plead. Wait a minute, you know, I didn't touch her. He said, Yeah. I stopped you from touching her. Yeah. Uh, with his father, the, uh, the king saw out the window, Justin, watch that Justin stuff. Okay. Read back last week. Before. Um, verse 41 This is my twenty years in your household. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters, and six years for your flocks, and you changed my wage a hundred times. Had not the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the dread of Isaac been with me? You would surely have now sent me away empty-handed. God saw my wretchedness and the toil of my hands, so he admonished you last night. What does that mean?
1: The dread. Right eye.
0: We kind of saw it two weeks ago, right? Or was it two weeks ago or last week. Um, where Isaac is amazingly powerful and amazingly wealthy the king asks him to move away. Don't, don't, just move away from uh, our land. Because he was so powerful. Some would say, I think that Midrash says uh, that it's one of the reasons that uh, Rebecca fell off the counter. Because he was just physically amazing to look at. Who who's that guy? That's my master. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, Ankuris says it was because he's referring
0: to the one whom Yitzhak feared. Right, right. which right. is the which same as the sense. dad, right? Yeah. You know, This is the god of Abraham. Um, this is interesting.
2: Rashi says that the reason he doesn't say the god of Abraham and the god of Yitzhak is because Yitzhak was still living and you never refer to the God of the Tzadik if the Tzadik is
0: still alive. You just refer to the Tzadik. So, interesting. Yeah, I could
4: work on that. It kind of says it twice, right? My, My translation says, unless the God of my father, that would be Isaac, the God of Abraham
0: and the fear of Isaac. I think in the first one, he's addressing himself, right? The God of my father, almost like saying, the God of my father, that's my God. And then he goes through. But you could, you're could, you right, he could be the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the dread. It's interesting that he doesn't say the dread of my father. Well, yeah, again,
2: yeah. reason, I think according to Russian the reason why he doesn't say that he says the God of my father, not the God of Esau, is because Esau still alive. Gotcha. Yeah.
4: It's, I mean, again, once again, it's so cool that he says, like, the, basically God was the one that gave me everything, even though Scripture goes out of its way to point out that he got clever in a lot of different yeah. ways to amass yeah. the flocks and everything like that. It's just cool how that, I mean, that's he, a characteristic he, he just, of his life that yeah, he's constantly reflect, reflecting. Back to God.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Excellent. Excellent. And then you have verse 45. Yep. It takes
2: another stone. So he, mm. as he left the land, he anointed a stone. And now as he's leaving exile, he's, anointed, he's setting up another stone as a monument.
4: It might just be the fact that there's more detail with Jacob's life than, than Abraham or Isaac. But Jacob has a little bit more of like what I think of when I think of David. In his story, where he's constantly setting up pillars and constantly wanting to like do things, he's having dreams about Hashem and and all this stuff. Like, there's like a relationship that's just on a different level. He seems a lot more enthusiastic about his relationship with God. Like, expresses it in a lot of public ways.
0: Hmm. Okay. I, I tend to think as we go through Genesis, you. You end up with more and more detail, right? So with with uh, Adam, they're walking together in the cool of the day. They're in the garden together. It could have been for a really, 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 really long time, but you get one sentence: they walk together in the cool of the day. You know. And then you get um, what's his name? Enoch. Not a lot about that guy. No. Enoch walked with God, was not.
3: Can you
0: do that? Okay. And then you got Noah. And you know, Noah was this old, built the ark, got a lot about that ark, but really not a whole lot about Noah, Was righteous in his generation. Abraham, now we've got some conversations going on. Get up, leave. I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. No, 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 it's going to be from your body. Back and forth and back and forth. And then Isaac... He's an anomaly, it seems. But you've got a whole lot more, as you pointed out, about Jacob. And then you get a whole lot more. more. So. so, you know, the, it's like the details a lot more and, more and more and more. And then most, yeah, right? So, yeah. Um, but, yeah. yeah the, uh, the relationship Jacob had with God, I think, uh, really comes to bear in two places, in my mind. First is that... Uh, he goes along with his mom and understands that getting that blessing is pretty important. At the end of his life, it appears that giving the blessing to the two sons of Joseph and then to the twelve sons is really important to him. And like I said uh, the last time we got together, the fact that he wouldn't undo and say, what? That was Jacob? Jacob? Never mind. I was only kidding. Forget what I said to him. I'm saying it to you. He didn't do that. He would not do that. That's that's integrity. And it also sp- speaks to the fact that as a dad, as a man of God, that that blessing's important. And shouldn't just be frivolously given or taken. This is a godly camp, Mahanaim. Anybody got anything else? You got real quiet, ladies. Is it cold? Should I walk in?
1: I was wondering, because uh, Greg brought it up. I mean, I just saw all of a sudden this last bit here and seeing all kinds of standing stones, standing things pilot stones, witnesses. I don't know why I even brought that up. <laughs> Because suddenly, all those words are popping out at me. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be so many of them. Standing stone. What's the standing stone?
0: To witness.
1: Really? But yeah. then he also says, pile of stones are also witnesses. Are they two different witnesses? Something in between us?
0: Well, I think you're dealing with the whole same set of stones. I haven't stone? seen all of this all of a sudden, because the whole thing with the stones is so close. Well, we, we see that before,
1: right? It says, "May this pile be a witness, and may the standing stone be a witness." Yes. About uh, Mr. Oakman's comment like about the rock, rock meaning father, and son. Yes. Yeah. He was also called, and she was also called to as a rock.
0: Correct. The rock of my salvation. He is, and he is the rock that went with them in the wilderness. Exactly. The
1: corner cornerstone.
0: Yeah. That's true. Uh, true. Which one? Uh, the one in, the, in the wilderness? Well, it's a good
2: question. It's actually two. There's two words that are used. Zoras is the first time referring to the first incident. And then Selah, not Selah as in like. Right, think about it, yeah. It's, a, it's with a, it's with a, it's uh, a different spelling, is the second word that's used. And then you even have in the Psalms. Like there's a lot of songs that say, you know, the rock of my salvation, you know. No, so it's my rock. You know. And there's even a couple verses in Tehillim where the word rock is used twice in the same verse. And the first time Two it's Zor, and the second time it's Selah. Okay. So, um, so it depends on what you're talking about now. Evan is stone. Usually, the connotation there is, a, is, a, is smaller, right? So you have a rock or a, and a, or a cellar that kind of usually has a connotation of being big. And a stone is usually something you can pick up in your hand, right? Um, the thing about stones, though, every stone on the planet is unique. Because stones are made by God, right? There's, yeah. um, which is why... You know, the apostolic scriptures describe the congregation of Hashem as living stones. Because we're all handmade by Hashem. As opposed to bricks. Bricks we make in Egypt. They're man-made. They're all the same. They're all formed. They're all kind of cookie-cutter. Bricks are a picture of man's attempt. A stone is Hashem. We are living stones. And living stones can then be formed together, mm. or formed because the elements can mm.
1: change the shapes and them. And sorry, I'm jumping around. But stones is in the pile of stones also little more memorials. The altar had to be made
4: from unhewn stone. stone.
2: You had to take natural mm. stones, and you had to, then stones had to be able to fit yep. together naturally, to, to form the altar. And if if, if, uh, if a hammer or chisel or anything ever came near a stone that was used for the altar, it's not kosher anymore.
3: Um,
2: so, the other place where we really see stone, Evan, associated with Moshiach, is in the story Exodus chapter 17, where... Um, after, uh, after uh, uh, when the children, are, children of Israel are doubting whether God's with them, and Amalek attacks,
3: and Moses tells Joshua, take your men down to the valley and fight Amalek, and I'm going to take her uh, and
2: her, and we're gonna, I'm going to go and I'm going to, so that whole thing where they hold his hands up, it says they put a stone, Evan, under him, and he sat on the stone, and they would hold his hands up, and when his hands were held up, they were victorious, but if his hands got tired, they would start to lose the battle. Victory, right? That stone in that passage, that whole thing is all messianic. Stone, he sits on the stone, right? He's leaning on the son of the father, as it were that's a picture, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we see that same imagery—the open hands, open arms. We, we see that in uh, in the ashram right? Where we say, "You open your hands and satisfy, and satisfy every living thing." Right. So kind of cool. Yeah. yeah.
1: Witnesses. Altar. Yeah, Paul says Benita stuff. if you're watching it
2: reminds me of your preaches.
1: Even in even today
2: in an Orthodox shul, <clears throat> when
3: they
2: pray the the that when they pray the Ashray or other places where that verse is quoted, you'll see every Orthodox Jew lift his hands like this. Hmm. You open your hands and satisfy. <laughs> nice. Love well, I say it should be like they're in here? Yeah, yeah. I, it. I,
3: it.
4: So. I guess because of the timing of us reading the absolute Scriptures, the last thing I was gonna, I was thinking of was how interesting that verse is in 54, 31-54, where it says, Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his brethren to eat bread. And they ate bread and they stayed all night on the mountain. Which is just so similar to just some of the descriptions of how Yeshua would operate. You know, yeah. take his brethren; they'd eat bread. And they'd go up on the mountain. They'd be praying up there. And yeah, talking.
1: yeah no. I've well, got I've
3: uh, got
0: Greek bread in mind each time. Greek bread, they broke yeah. yeah. And and the you know it
3: says
2: the uh, Yaakov went on his way and the angels got met him. Last the last verse. Yeah. Last verse. And Yaakov said when he saw them. This place, is the camp of God, and he named the place Machanayim. Um So, when he left, when he left the beginning at the beginning of the, the, the parsha, mm-hmm. his first stop, angels are there, and the midrash says those angels accompanied him all the way to the edge of the of Canaan, and then he went and crossed over to Aram, right? And then he spent twenty years in Midyan Aram, and now. He's crossed over the river and as soon as he crosses back into Israel, the angels are there to greet him and they escort him from there.
0: Nice. Okay. So, um, very cool. Anything else? I could
1: go on in. Uh, but but I get what you mean now.
0: Father God, we thank you for the word of God. We thank you for the opportunity to study and to be together we thank you for Jacob and his faithfulness and your faithfulness to him. Father, we pray for a, a day when you would send your son and he would come with angels, with the trumpet of God. We pray, Father, you would find us faithful in that day, to gather your people together, bring us to Jerusalem, no frequent fire miles necessary. Father, you would uh, allow your son, once again, to uh, be on this earth, and to rule in his kingdom. May it happen sooner in our days, than all God's people say. Amen. Amen.